Jersey is the world. Hi, everybody. Welcome to New Jersey is the world, your weekly celebration of all things New Jersey. From the people to the places to the history to the culture to the nostalgia to the haunted talking scarecrows. If it's Jersey, we celebrate it. We love this place. I love the place. I miss it right now. I'm on tour. I'm in Texas. I'm recording this for me. In bed in a sad Motel 6 near the Dallas-Fort Worth airport. And Texas is nice. It's fine. It's 112 degrees. But I just, I can't wait to get home. I want to see my family. And I want to feel my strength return when the wheels of the plane touch down at Newark. Can't wait to get back. On a personal level, I want to thank everybody who's been buying up these tickets to come see me on my on my 21 counties in New Jersey tour. If you're not familiar, I'm doing 21 shows in 21 counties. It's actually going to be more shows because we opened some late shows in Booton, Montclair, Jersey City. Those all sold out. And we announced a bunch of new dates. And the only ones that have any tickets left are uh, Bergen County, South Hackensack Show, and our Sparta show has some tickets left. So if you want to come see me in Sparta or South Hackensack, chrisgeth.com for those tickets. And it's actually been amazing that these things have been selling out. And all of you buying up tickets are helping me sort of redefine my relationship with my career and touring and helping me think about it in a different way. And I thank you for that. And I thank you to everybody who supports this show. This week's episode, we're talking to James Lynch, who is straight up private detective. He and Mike D wound up in touch. Of course, of course, this is one that Mike D finds. And we knew we had to talk to James because being a private detective is just a cool job. Being a private detective in New Jersey, I can't imagine the things that you're seeing. So we were able to ask him a lot about the reality of what he does. And then also, you know, a lot of the goony questions that you would, of course, ask a private detective who works Jersey. Like, do you ever do stakeouts in Bayonne? All those questions that we want to know. I always love when I get to talk to people with interesting professions. And I always love when I get to talk to people who have a view of New Jersey that other people don't always have. And this is both of those things at once. Thanks to James for talking to us. Thanks to Mike D for arranging. Thanks to all of you for listening. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. Chris Gathered here. Welcome to New Jersey is the World, a show where we talk about New Jersey culture in many ways, from food to history to nostalgia to just dumb jokes and occasionally interviews with very interesting people all over the landscape of New Jersey. I'm here with my co-host, Mike D. Mike, how you doing today? I'm doing great. It's nice to take a break from the normal work day. And I, I've I've been really excited to to talk to our guest for, for a long time. We've been trying to make this happen because I had the pleasure of reading his book and I was wildly entertained, which is why excellent. I to Glad to hear that. <laughs> our guest is Jim Lynch. Mike, tell me so you read the book. We're now here. And Mike, you've basically told me you were like, How would you like to talk to someone who's effectively a private investigator who works in New Jersey. Jim, would you say that's an accurate broad stroke of how things are going? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was really fascinated when Mike said this because I feel like um, the first thing I wanted to bring up is I go, in my mind, a lot of private investigation right now probably involves online, Yeah, probably involves a lot of research that happens from a desk at home. And I apologize that I have not read the book as Mike has, but there is also a part of it goes, 
is there any part of this that still involves like a stakeout on a dock in Bayonne? Like, is there still that happening in Jersey all over the place? Yeah, really, absolutely, it happens. I, well, I used to. Do, I at my old company we did that, and um, when I started my new company, I'm just, you know what? Let me just work from home where I can do the digging. But occasionally, uh, I have to go out there, and it's it's all. <laughs> Surveillance is the worst because you can sit out there for eight hours and get a, absolutely nothing, and then you still got to charge your client. And they don't like paying money when there's not, when you don't get any <laughs> results. But sometimes people don't leave their houses, and there's nothing you can do about that. You know, one thing that's funny. I, so I I flagged a couple of my favorite passages and quotes in the book that were very Jersey, and this one, Chris, you segued into, which I did not. Uh, did not mention at all to you beforehand. So this is amazing. So there's there's a part in the book, and this is a quote from, from Jim's book, which is called For Duty and Humanity. And he says, Lee, Lee said you were in Bayonne. Joe asked why the fuck he would ever want to go to Bayonne. Of, anyone, would he ever want to go to Bayonne of their own free will? I had a thing I needed to get checked out. This kid I have working for me may need some help. I'm afraid that this is way above my pay grade if my suspicions are correct. And... There's just been kind of a running joke on our show for a long time about like what happens in Bayonne, right? Oh. That's, so I, I literally like had folded the page in on that because I thought it was a great quote about Bayonne. <laughs> I just hear the stories and <laughs> to be honest, I've been to Bayonne maybe five times in my life. <laughs> We're driving through it. But um, I don't know. I just had to pick on Bayonne a little bit because, you know, Jersey City and Bayonne go a little back and forth. So, well, but I'm it's, you know. Good. I'm just happy to hear that even for people who have a background like yours, even people who work in investigation are a little bit baffled by Bayonne. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> my instinct that Bayonne is kind of a kingdom unto itself. This is even shared in the world, in, in your mind too. This is even a Bay Bayonne. Things yeah. happen in Bayonne that people don't ever hear about outside of Bayonne. Bayonne is Staten Island too, has its own, you know, <laughs> their entities all unto themselves. Um, so I want to know how you came to write the book. The book um, clearly is based on your personal experience, yeah. although it is fiction. So when people are reading it, I'm sure you must get a lot of the feedback from people in your life as well as people just reaching yeah. out from afar of like how much of this is real. So I guess I will start with that very basic yeah. question. Well, over the years, um, I've done a, a, you know, 25 years you do some you're going to have some crazy stories to tell because being a pi the money's awful the hours are the worst and the people you deal with are you know they're not in their, all the time in their right minds but boy do you get some stories so i just over the years i just wrote down some of the more interesting things that i've done and i when during COVID, i started came up with a narrative around it and i just plopped the stories in along as long as i went so it was, it turned out it was, you know, it came and I just built a narrative around that. And, um, yeah, and then that was it. And then during COVID every, I had a lot of time on my hands. So I just decided I'd, you know, let's put this together and see what happens. I was have to ask too, as someone who's done investigations around New Jersey, what's your relationship with diners? Because there's a few things I've heard, which is, one, we've talked to people who work in the world of political reporting who have told us a lot of the political corruption in New Jersey happens with meetings at diners. There's also been some yeah. famous cases of murders where bodies are stuffed into trunks and then the cars are parked at diners because there's always so much 24-hour traffic that people don't discover the yeah. bodies within a window of time. Are Do diners play an outsized influence in the role of a private investigator in New Jersey? I, I don't think so. Um, 
diners are, you know, my, my version of a diner is has to be 24 hours and yeah. they're dying green around here. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's a simple, you know, it's a good meeting place. You get the all, all walks of humanity come through, you get to sit down and, um, yeah, I mean, uh, with diners, it's, you know, occasionally you'll meet up with somebody and, you know, go hash things out. But, you know, it's, there's a diner right across the street from me that I put in the book because it's, uh, it was just a good meeting place. It's more, uh, you know, esoteric, I guess, with the with the diner. The general setting is is very, you know, it, it, it provides an excellent setting. Now, we are a New Jersey podcast. Our listeners tend to be Jersey obsessives. I'm wondering if there's any real-life examples of things that you've participated in in your line of work over the years where you go, this one was particularly Jersey. Like... Have you ever caught somebody red-handed uh, in a Taylor Ham uh, poisoning scheme? Have you ever? Has there ever been anybody who's bu- been busted in a uh, I, mostly? <laughs> oh boy, I wish. Um, most the most Jersey thing I've I've done over the years is uh, you know getting crooked contractors and you know exposing them, which are, it's a great sense of satisfaction out of that. And a lot of these guys have their hands in uh, you know organized crime and stuff like that and you know i go as far as my client allows it you know oh and then you gotta if it gets too deep then you just turn it over to the authorities and you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna risk my neck out for what i get paid but there's as far as a jersey story it's 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 such a yeah i don't know um mostly it's crooked contractors sure people um after sandy i i did a lot you know a lot of these carpet baggers came up came up the coast and, uh, you know, just tried to swindle people. And, you know, that goes hand in hand with Jersey, the, the underhanded, the, you know, contractors, mob cape, mob guys, um, and of course, politicians, which is always fun. What are those conversations like when someone hires you because they're, I would have to imagine either an individual or a small business owner and they yeah. feel like they might be being swindled it's really fascinating to hear that you've run into situations where you start running it up the chain and you're finding out things where you go, Oh, Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. I have to tell you, this is like, you're dealing with some combination of like a corrupt County government and a mob family here. And it's above my pay grade and I have to hand it off yeah. to the proper authorities. What's that like yeah, to turn around is, to somebody yeah, who hired like, you and explain that? Yeah. Um, if they hire me for something like that, then they're, suspicions are already there so <laughs> they just need confirmation and i do the work on the background and you know companies change names and they try and you know reinvent themselves but it's always the same you know the same people at the end of the day and more most likely it's more, more often than not it's they already have they already have a good idea and they just need a confirmation and that's what i provide that's wild to realize that it actually cuts that deep that there's times where you're like oh this is a crew of people that are oh. very connected and I've run into them before and they must yeah. know your name after a certain point too, right? And the names, some of the names pop up again and again. <laughs> like they, but I'm sorry, what was your question? I was going to say, do they, when you see, like you said, some of these names pop up over and over again, they must get to know your name too after a certain point. And that, is that scary or is that sort of like, hey, we're all part of the same ecosystem here? Unless I go out and, you know, physically stalk them, then, then they, they would get to know me. 
but from what I do is it's completely anonymous. The systems I have access to, they just they just don't know. But you know, if they unless they're told, you know, because some people say, "Oh, we're going to run a background check on you," and they'll just be like, "Oh, forget it." Then I'll talk to you later, because <laughs> <laughs> they know what's 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 going to be dug up. But um, I've never really been confronted. I've been chased a couple of times. We were doing a fraud case, and um, that was you know this. I was run down by dogs, but I had my assistant and it's the old joke. I don't have to outrun the dogs. I just have to outrun my assistant. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it can get hairy. It's, 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 you know, it's eight hours of intense boredom, five minutes of just chaos and you just got to work your way through it. But uh, yes, I've had a couple of, you know, in my neck, I'm going to write another book and I, I just had some uncanny things happen through the years, but, uh, it's it's all Jersey related, which is great. And, um, yeah, that's you know, <laughs> I'm working on a case right now, but it's I can't really talk about it, but it's along those same lines. And um, yeah, that you know, I got to keep my clients, you know, well, of course, confidential. But you know, whatever keeps you know, whatever has the money rolling in. Is there a particular town or area of New Jersey where you feel like the types of cases you work or are, are just more concentrated in one area than another? Like, are there particular Jersey regions um, that you've worked in more than others? I've done a lot of work in Newark, a lot of work in Jersey City um, and, you know, down at the shore. It's just it's just spread out, mostly up here in the North Jersey, Hudson County, Essex County. Um you know, then you got a, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, colorful people and it's, it's, I love the work most of the time. Are there any, any things you see about how the state runs where you go, if they could just fix this, close this yeah. loophole, things would be a lot better. And there'd be, I don't want you to put yourself out of work, but there's like, I feel like there's some stuff that's just sort of known as no, far I, as how things get done in this state. And I wonder if you have perspective on those. Well, it's, it's things, it's knowing where to look, you know, each state has their own system set up differently. Jersey, you have to pay, you know, through the nose for, to get any access to a lot of, a lot of information. Some of it is, is free, but, um, you know, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, it, it, it's mostly it's the corporations, you know, and you, you can flip over a corporation pretty, pretty simply, you know, you just do it online, but, um, with New Jersey, it's, you know, it, I'm glad some things aren't fixed because I'd be out of business, of course. <laughs> but, um, no, it's just, it, it, yeah, it's, you have to, you have to really look in different, six different places. And that's what I've built my career on over the, over the years is knowing where to, where to go and what, you know, how to, how to swing around it. How do you get started as a, as an investigator? In New Jersey or anywhere else, right? I, I imagine it's not the type of I, um, <laughs> career. You after I graduated for. Stockton, I was living down Atlantic City. Oh, I, I graduated Stockton, and I got a job with uh, Casino Control Commission. And I was looking up the people blacklisted in the casinos, and I was, you know, I worked on that for a little bit, and then, um, no, I got really into that, and then they laid me off, and I found a job in New York doing the same thing. I worked there. And I did my 10,000 hours and I just started my own, my own place. Are there anything's happening right Which is now? Nice because I can pick and choose what I do instead of being told. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm wondering, are there things happening right now that like 
are common scams being run on listeners? It sounds like more of what you're dealing with is business relationships, yeah. grift, you know, graft people, grifters who are misrepresenting themselves to people, people who have yeah. criminal backgrounds and are hiding it. But are there things right now where you go, if you're a listener of this podcast, you live in New Jersey, watch out for this. Cause this has been happening a lot and I'm seeing it more and more. Well, a lot of it I've seen like lately, it's, it's a lot of these people getting swindled on these romance sites and that's heartbreaking because I, I put it in my book where this, you know, they just, they're desperate to, you know, fall in love. And these people tell them anything and they say, oh, I'm an on an oil rig in uh, Alaska. I need $5,000 and they get it. And it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's truly, you know, that it makes me sick to my stomach because I had this one client and she just kept on sending this guy money. And I'm begging her. I'm like, please don't send. But she kept on sending the money. And it was, you know, I get that a lot. And, but most people, when they're swindled, they're too embarrassed by it, you know, and they just let it go away. But some people, they want to fight back. And that's what these scammers rely on is that, you know, oh boy, you know, oh, I got, you got me, you know, and I'm not going to go to the, you know, take this any further. I'll just lick my wounds and stay home. But, you know, a lot of, you know, when they do reach out to me, I, I do whatever I can, you know, but um, yeah, it, that's, yeah, that, that, that's the hardest. That's a hard one, you know, cause they're just, you know, not only are they, you know, get swindled, but the, you know, the left eye and dry, you know, they don't trust people anymore. And that's, that's it. You know, I've read about those too, that those people like to, they'll prey on the elderly or just yeah. extraordinarily lonely people. Yeah. And sometimes they'll, you know, say, send me, send me nude pictures. And then they have that to hold over your head. If yeah, you exactly. Them. exactly. And, uh, it must be fun to just be able to help occasionally it's track down a true you know, scumbag. I'm gonna, yeah. But I mean, when I take a case like that, I look at that as practice because most of the time they're at a computer terminal in Nigeria or, you know, Russia or somewhere, but sometimes you get some physical address information and you can run from there. And I don't charge them very much because they've already been swindled. I just look at this as practice, you know, and, all right, let me see what else I can do. And then, um, you know, report back, but I don't give them very high hopes of ever, you know, you know, one moment he sent me flowers. I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he told me he loved me. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, but you know, I got to cut it, you know, cut loose. That's, that's why I can just walk away if I, I don't charge them very much with, so I don't feel the need to, you know, do whatever I can, I, you know, just to cover costs. But um, if I have to cut ties, I'll just, you know, I already, I charge you this much. We're done here. You know, you're not going to listen to me anyway. So what's the point? I can imagine like it's, it's fun to help us some ra a Russian, you know, hacker who's preying upon elderly people looking for love. It's not as fun yeah. to serve as like a de facto therapist trying to explain the nature of exactly you've been swindled you know and the first two seconds of a con of the they just refuse to believe it you know and yeah it's, okay this is on you now you know like there's nothing i can do so you know there's back to square one again i had another good quote from the book uh <laughs> that i thought was like our listeners would love so why do people have a problem with New Jersey? Gordon asked as he was bathing his curly fries in a bath of ketchup. I don't know. 
Jersey gets shit on anywhere you go. I've been in the fucking Himalayas and have gotten my balls busted about it. My theory is that most people only know Jersey by their view from a cab going from Newark Airport to New York City. Not a pretty sight, I'll admit, but refineries have to go somewhere. You know what? Fuck them. Remember one thing. Wherever your life takes you, you will always be proud to be from Jersey. Shout it from the hills. Being from New Jersey gives you an iron hide. Wear it proud. Love that. That is... Very true. I, I that believe everywhere. that wholeheartedly. Absolutely. I was in the Himalayas. I was trekking through Nepal, and I was with this girl in our group. She said she was from California. I said, I'm, I'm from New Jersey. And then three days later, she came up and whispered in my ear. She said, I'm from Morristown. I said, what the hell, man? <laughs> she said, like you said, that I told her, shouted from the hills. <laughs> yeah, it was like well, a, a dirty little secret she had. I was... <laughs> Dumb Morristown's dumb. nice. Why is she trying to hide Morristown? What's wrong with Morristown? I don't know. <laughs> I guess, you know, they moved to the West Coast. Nothing. <laughs> this brings up a... She adopted the old San Francisco mentality. This brings up a question. Meeting, you know, you're talking about people from other states judging New Jersey, which we've all experienced. Do you have colleagues who do similar types of services in other states? And I imagine... There might be a part of them that sits there and goes, ooh, work in Jersey sounds tough because of all the nonsense you hear about. Or are some of them like, ooh, I'm jealous with the amount of stuff you got You got to sink your teeth into down there. I think it's more of this, the latter. People are like, oh, you got a lot going on there. You know, I, I have you know, colleagues in California and you know, New York and you know, Florida, and they're, they're more intrigued by, they're like, oh, you must have some good stories. And I like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But uh, I mean, everybody's going to get them if you're in the business long enough. But uh, yeah, it, it's more the latter on, on that. Well, I do. Uh, I do have to. I, I do love hearing that you're someone who's basically able to verify for people when they're being swindled, because in this state, I feel like there is an ever running feeling of I have a feeling someone's ripping me off. I, I feel that I would say on a weekly yeah if not daily basis and hearing how much of your job is someone suspects they're in over their head dealing with untoward forces. And my job is to basically come in and go, Oh yeah, you're not wrong. This, per this person has been tied up in a yeah, lot of nonsense. Yeah. It's that's a real okay. service in this state. You must, there must be people who breathe. You must remove a lot of paranoia and feelings of being gaslit from people and yeah. make people feel like they're not crazy. Yeah, exactly. And, and people need somebody in their corner. And a lot of people don't have that. And if it was one thing I've learned over the years, a woman's intuition is a very powerful thing. Men, a little bit, but but if I get a, 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 several clients down at the shore and, and he's like, these people are just not adding up. So, and then I, I look at, it, I said, you're absolutely right. And, you know, you just cut ties to whatever, you know, just do not deal with these people. If, if, at all possible what are uh what are some th that's really interesting what you said about that a person doesn't add up like what are some of the things that you like as a professional first notice that just don't make sense when you kind of encounter a person like what are some of the big like red flags you see a lot of it like if they move around a lot um i mean that could be that could be easily explained but there's sometimes they're you know you can see it gap in their residential history and you got to look into that because they may have been the guest of the state at the time um you know i just go to court records judge you know and then you know they're sometimes they just leave it out there on social media platforms 
and even though you know <laughs> you know you'll do everything and everything let up you go to the facebook page and you know it, especially around election time because then you know people start getting uh their opinions come out you know you have somebody's on clean up and then you go to their social media and you know hitler did nothing wrong okay <laughs> let's, you know let's just end it here then you know <laughs> and that 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 too has happened some people and it's some people keep it close to their vest but if they have kids they're kids are you know can give them give them away too which is interesting especially when they're trying to hide assets you'll be you know oh i'm broke and then the kid will be like oh here's my dad just got me a car you know <laughs> and they can't they can't keep their mouths shut about it and sometimes the work is done for me but you just gotta keep you know do whatever digging you can i'm not asking you to necessarily name the places in this one although if you wanted to i'd be fascinated by it are there sections of this state where you go, yeah, I'd never buy property there. I'd never live in that place because the corruption is through the roof and I've seen it and I wouldn't want to deal with having to like get a permit from a town. Are there any towns where you're like, it's just, if you live there, they're scamming you. Um, well, we've already talked about Bayonne. We don't need to talk about that anymore, but uh, <laughs> uh, there's some ones in, like in central Jersey, you know, Keensburg, uh, what is it? The Atlantic Highlands um, around there. It's got some you know, interesting characters down there. I, I, even though my cousins were born and raised in Kingsburg, it's, you know, doesn't have the greatest reputation. I just know there's a lot of areas in this state where it's like, okay, if you want to build a deck, you got to get a permit. And the permit comes yeah. down to one guy has to give you a thumbs up. Oh yeah. And maybe that guy does it above board or maybe that guy yeah. wants a little help on the side. And yeah. I think that happens all over the state. And I feel like, it, it does, does it ever make you cynical or does it ever make you paranoid to see the human condition turn towards these behaviors as often as you see it? Yeah. Oh, you know, sometimes it's just fully expected. You know, you, you put in a permit and just tape a hundred dollar bill to it and, you know, it'll get done in a week. <laughs> if the, you know, if you get any verbal altercation, they can lose your permit altogether. It's, you know, it's, you know, you just exhale and, abandon hope sometimes and just hope for the best <laughs> you know hope things turn out right no i'll deal with you know one court clerk and they'll process everything right in front of you and then the next time you go in another clerk i'll be like it'll be three to eight weeks we'll you know we'll get to it when we get to it and that's that there's nothing you can do <laughs> you say please and thank you and take your take your medicine um you mentioned that you you've done a lot of work like and and with with contractors, right? Shady contractors. That yeah. doesn't surprise me because I've dealt with shady contractors. Yeah. What are some of the other shady industries in New Jersey that people might not know about? Because I feel like contractors totally see that. Mm. Like, what are some other? Uh, the entertainment industry is not the most scrupul scrupulous of people. Um, the, the restaurant hospitality industry. Um, that's pretty. You know, as far as I'm. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much along those lines. The, you know, the food and beverage industry, the hospitality, the, you know, entertainment. Um, you're just gonna get. There's gotta be a lot of people creeping around and just, you know, preying on your good nature and, you know, you know, give me a thousand dollars, I'll make you a TV star, stuff like that. You know, and that's you know, again, it, there's just too many out there to mention. Does that happen to you, Chris? 
Have you ever paid anyone a thousand dollars? I actually do want to announce I'm running a new class for people where if they pay me a thousand dollars, I'll teach them how to do it. <laughs> I'll TV make them stars. a star. Um, that's such a nice segue into my new side business. I'm going to teach people how to do what I've done, which is run mid-level podcasts of questionable success and occasionally appear on television. Thousand dollars up front, no questions asked. I'll give you an email address. If I don't answer, don't worry. I'm probably all be yours. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it, it it goes across the board, you know, especially people trying to sell stuff that does sell things that don't exist. Um, yeah, just across the board, you're just going to get some lousy people. Do you ever have to deal with uh, the unions in our state? Because I know that that's I'm a, I'm a proud union guy with the entertainment unions. One of our other co-hosts who's not here today is a union guy, but. There's also like a you've mentioned contractors. I know there's also a whole world of, you know, a, a lot of people say organized crime is less impactful on the day to day because they've actually so successfully just taken over unions and run run the unions yeah. sort of on the border now where they have to murder less because they make so much money through um, I, union jobs. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I have done some work for unions in the past. Nothing as of late. Um, Mostly it's, you know, independent companies, the, the labor unions, they have their own, um, you know, their own setups and, you know, I'm not involved in a lot of that. So they, uh, you know, they, they care, they take care of that stuff in house. Usually some work, uh, some wrongful termination things I've done for union workers and I've provided some ad, you know, information, but, but, uh, yeah, that's, you know, nothing, nothing. No. No, it's just it's mainly just independent companies. I think kind of when you think about like entertainment, right? Books, TV, films, like the idea of like the private eye, the PI, right? This is like one of the more sort of popular characters that I think you find across all this. Um, are there any like films or TV shows that you like or think do a good job of kind of portraying the industry, like show it how it is? Like I know, like I love the film Inherent Vice. I imagine that has very little oh, yeah, to, do, was, to do with you know an actual life of an investigator. That was a great. That was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of things they they don't tell you, but you know, I I grew up on Magnum, and that was where that was the the main catalyst, but. Uh, yeah, there's some, Netflix has some has some good, you know, decent shows that you know, pretty more or less accurate. But you know, of course, they have to you know paint a broad brush and make it make it pretty. And you know, there's like the old Dashiell Hammett novels and you know the trench coats and fedoras and but uh, I, I like that. Yeah, some of the stories are you know usually it involves you know I've never investigated anything close to a murder, but you know that's you know, or somebody's trying to kill me or anything like that, which would be nice every once in a while, you know, <laughs> adds to the next book. Are there things that you ever, cons you know, I'd have to imagine there might be something that happens to you of, so it, it could get really dark of like, someone hires you to look into one thing, maybe a financial thing, and then all of a sudden you go, ooh, I just found out not only about this financial yeah. thing, but this guy is, you know. Oh, yeah into something really dark child pornography or all sorts of stuff. And I'm wondering if you run into situations like that, where you go, well, you hired me. So now in good faith, I have to explain this other thing to you. And it's a hundred yeah. times worse than you ever imagined. Yeah. Sometimes it can spider web out, you know, 
yeah, I, I give my clients the opportunity. If I find something like that immediately, I let them know and say, do you want to go any further? You know, and nine times out of 10, it's like, no, that's all we need. But sometimes it's like, well, we really like this guy. So, you know, we we're willing to look past that, you know, is, you know, I guess people have addiction issues. That's that's one thing. But when you have you know, your proclivities to you know hang out with minors, and you know if you're on some some lists, then uh, you know that's a, a whole different story. And you know, this, you check the sex of you know if they're, they're I'll just here you go. You know that's you know this is what this person did. So you know it's up to you. I, I don't make the decisions. I just provide the information. I do feel like that. It's coming together in my mind and realizing there might be some people who hire someone like you because they suspect someone in their life or someone in their business has a bunch oh, of yeah. stuff they don't want to know about. And they'd rather pay you to go know about it than they yeah. have to be the ones to find out about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, especially after, you know, divorces and asset searches and, you know, you have families, you know, uh, with wills and you know as far as you know where the money's you know who's who gets what and you know the people gets you know ripped off and torn up you know torn apart and you know, that that to, that's also uh you know difficult but you know you got to do what you got to do it's also um family gatherings have to be interesting for you you must have a lot of nieces and nephews that think you're pretty cool and want to ask you about all like what's the latest case do you do you run into this where people in your life like are you able to go to a bar and say what you do and not have people hassle you about this um i usually say what i do and then cut them off right immediately and say look i don't uh, this is exactly what i do you know but i let people think what they want to think and like ooh don't check me out you know <laughs> like, don't worry i have no <laughs> i really don't care but <laughs> i would when someone's reaction is ooh don't check me out me. okay that's fine my <laughs> instinct is either my instinct is yeah. either you have you probably are a pretty boring person with a clean life or whatever you're trying to hide i don't exactly <laughs> exactly i they're like, ooh, you know, have you ever been shot at? No, thank God I haven't. <laughs> Do I own a gun? No, I don't. Because <laughs> then I would be doing things that people would want to shoot at me. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I'll just stay at home and and do my, you know, my background checks. And, you know, if I don't have to put on a pair of pants during the day, I consider that a day, you know, I could just sit at my computer, go out, take a walk. But it does call for it every once in a while, and you know you gotta. I try as much as I try and talk about it. They that's what they want, and you know, okay, let's do it. It's a fascinating life. It's um, such an interesting way to look at life, to look at the state, to even hear about the way that technology has come to change your industry, and to think about the fact that it did. You know, you have all these stories of like. There was probably a generation of PIs where it's like, I got to go down and figure out who my contacts are at the Peterstown section of Elizabeth because that's. Yeah, yeah the shoeshine guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got to figure out how to make sure they don't pick up on who I am, but I got to make sure I got I got people in every corner of Peterstown. And now it's like, no, I don't even need to put on pants most days because you can figure out <laughs> 90% of what you need to know off of Instagram. It's yeah. I don't think about. Yeah. yeah. People leave it out there. Yeah, I'm the I'm the guy that people come to like, give me the skinny on this guy, you know, <laughs> and instead of uh, you know following around from you know throughout the course of the day and see what. Sometimes you need to know where the person's going, you know. So that's that 
that's what you got to do. You got to physically get on foot and. How many people, basically? How many people basically, for for a crass term, like give give themselves enough rope to hang themselves with on social media? Like in my mind, I imagine there's so many people who just kind of doom themselves because they can't not oh, yeah. post things they shouldn't post. I mean, yeah, it's it, it, it's uncanny sometimes. They just people just can't help themselves, and they they, they get you know. Facebook jail, and then the, as soon as they're uh, allowed to jump back on, it's the same stuff again. It's, it's just that's their nature, and they just can't help it. And I've, I've kind of, you're just a voyeur, just looking at what these people throw out there. It's just insane sometimes. I'm like, how, how can you're still a free man? But, but you know, it's it, 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 it's, it's ridiculous sometimes. Or if you see them, they'll scrub their entire Facebook history for like four years. And then, like, you go back, like, after four years, and then they're just chatting away. And, okay, maybe they learned their lesson, or maybe they're, you know, since they're looking for a job, they just trash their entire face, which shows you something else as well. Have there ever been situations where, you you know, you're a Jersey guy. Are there any situations where you get hired by someone in Jersey to investigate someone else in Jersey, and you start to realize, like, oh, I think I might shop at the same shop right as this person. Or, like, oh, I think... Yeah. Oh. Do you ever run into that where you're like, this person doesn't even know that I'm looking into them, and I have a feeling we probably pass each other on the street. Yeah. Like, I think I know this guy. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's happened. It, 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 it it's rare, but it does happen. I did a background check on my neighbor once. He's getting a job, and I, I was dying to tell him, but I'm like, I can't tell this guy. I'm doing it back because, but uh, it does happen. Uh, you know, because just where you live, uh, I'm a very social creature too. So I get out and you know. And, uh, and sometimes I don't deal with the you know the cream of the cream of society, but I'd like to think I do most of the times. But you know, it's what makes it what it is. You know, especially you know in the cities. When you're doing a background check on someone and you realize it's a neighbor, you must be sitting there praying, "Just come up clean. Please come up with something I don't need to think about. Please." Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Don't. Please don't be a sex offender, but uh, yeah, yeah, you you hope for the best. Sometimes it's like oh, this guy's a jerk off. Let me find, let me see what see what I can. You know, I'll do a little extra digging on this one, right? Free of charge, right? Yeah, this guy this guy keeps setting off fireworks in the middle of the night and waking up me and my family. I'm gonna let's go ahead and see what we can nail him to the wall for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just leak some information. Well, I love that you turned your experiences into a book. I love that. I would have to imagine giving yourself the freedom to write in the realm of, uh, you know, basing everything on true life stuff. And then I, I, I see that, you know, you are, of course, James Lynch. And the protagonist of your book is named James O'Neill. I, I can see how this is all based on real life. And then you give yourself a little bit of freedom to just sort of get it out there. Yeah. And I'm going with my mom's maiden name on this one, yeah. There you go. There you go. So it's yeah. clearly very yeah, real, but also I imagine must must feel pretty cathartic too to just be able to vent some stuff and put it out there in the form yes. of quote unquote fiction as well. Absolutely. It's yeah, it's uh it was very cathartic, especially during the time of COVID, you know, just okay, let me just pop this down and let me, you know, knock this out. Yeah, so I just shut myself in for a like, let me just cuz I would I would pick it up and I'd stop writing for 2 months and then I'd start it again. 
and leave it for four months and then pick it up again. And then finally I just locked my door and just said, just power through it. And, you know, and I, when I had, I had enough word count where I Googled what's the average novel length. And I came out, I was like over it. I said, okay, let's just wrap it up. then. Nice. <laughs> let's, let's tie it up, put a bow on it and see what the world has to say. And the book is for duty and humanity. We're talking five stars on Amazon right here. This is no joke. I hope everybody checks it out and enjoys it. You said you're working on another book as yeah. well. Thank you. Was, uh, yeah, I'm working on my second book. Yeah, uh, my Three Stooges title trilogy. It's you know, the next one's gonna. She was bred in Old Kentucky. That's the <laughs> name I'm going with right now. And I, I came up with a, a good plot line. I'm working on it. But again, I, I'm sometimes I'm just a lazy guy and I just don't want to do it. And you know, you, you got when the muse hits you, you gotta you know, punch it out. I know that feeling all too well. I thank you for taking the time today for giving us a, a behind the scenes <laughs> look at both, uh, you know, breaking knuckles down there in Bayonne back in the old days, as well as <laughs> busting Russian hackers, uh, preying yep. upon uh, lo lonely widows here in the great state of New Jersey to the contractors, to the unions, to the many situations where you go, this is a law enforcement issue. And yeah, yeah this state, that state must just be a gift that keeps on giving in that. Sense. It absolutely is. And I love every minute of it. Thank you so much, everybody. Please go check out for duty and humanity by James Lynch for a, uh, an inside private investigation based look into life in North Jersey. You will be wildly entertained. Thanks again. It was fun, a fun read. <laughs> I appreciate it greatly. And I'll see you Friday. I'll be at the, I'll be at the Kill County. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Thanks so much. Come say, well, I'll say, make sure we say hi. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys. It was, it was an absolute delight. Yeah. No, thanks, Jim. We really appreciate it. This is fun. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Cop, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Cop, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973 780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at belowthecollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the world, where New Jersey is...